the bleacher sharing secrets when we look up it'd be where did the time go and i remember you would hold my hand and call me baby while we're dancing in the parking lot so slow Oh, wow. Fantastic. Like, we're on the air. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, we're on the air. I can, I can hear you now. Um, well, for everybody listening, we are, uh, this is Jason Bacon with Jason Bacon Tactics. Now, okay. Uh, hello, everybody. You're listening to Listen Local, and uh, my mic wasn't on. You missed the intro. Um, I'm here with my editor, Joe Eskenazi. And Joe, um, where are you? I'm walking on Mission Street. You're walking on Mission Street. Where on Mission Street? In the Excelsior Corridor, headed up towards Brosworth Street. What do you uh, What do you see? What do I see? Lots of rain. Lots, lots of, of rain. Responded people. Uh, unlike many days, there's not a line of uh, would-be apprentice electricians lined up around the block. <laughs> um, I'm just passing the electricians hall, uh, walking away from the YMCA at a rapid clip in uh, rain. It's not so bad at all. Where Where are you headed? Toward Toward the office, Julian. Where toward- are you headed? I well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know today. So you know, I really, you know, I, I was thinking that maybe I would dodge the office, but since you're going there, maybe I'll, I'll stop by. Um, well, I'll make coffee for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, um, what are we talking about today? I think um, today I wanted to ask you about that hearing uh, that you went to regarding the 1979 Mission Project, which is um, kind of colloquially been known by the uh, name of its uh, opponents have branded it with the monster in the mission. Yeah, the monster, uh, right. So you were there, and you uh, you live blogged the whole thing, and I thought uh, very thoroughly. Oh, thank um, you. And we had uh, Abraham Rodriguez there taking video, and we also had uh, Annie Berman there writing up the game story. Uh, and let us let, let us know what happened. It seems you know the community has spoken, and uh, uh, they're not thrilled. <laughs> well, no, of course they're not thrilled, and they I don't think they've been thrilled uh, since the uh, the pr- project was proposed in 2013. And um, I think there was, you know, just immediate opposition and immediate organization against the project because it was a, um, I'm not entirely sure, I believe it, you know, it has remained a 331, uh, you know, 7 to 10 story, um, mostly market rate uh, building that they were going to plop on the 16th and Mission Bart Plaza. Um, and, uh, you know, this wasn't, this wasn't going to stand, I don't think. And so um, now we, here we are about you know, six years later, um, uh, still talking about it, and they're still fighting. Well, you know, 
as an aside, it's kind of strange to me that the 16th Street Park Plaza is privately owned. Uh, that's a deeper subject for a different day. Right. You know, what about the standard argument that we need housing and they should build housing and why don't you just build it already? And, you know, uh, those luxury condos will be luxury condos for people that aren't buying moderate price and stuff and, and trickle down housing. Well, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of thoughts on this. And I think that, you know, for, uh, you know, it's important for community members here in the mission that, you know, they see, um, you know, it's important to fight almost, you know, every sort of market rate uh, building because, you know, they they feel that um, they should be able to afford, you know, what the, the new things in the uh, in, in the neighborhood. And I think that's a fair that's a fair uh, argument. That's a fair uh, want. Um, and for, you know, a developer to come in and and basically put uh, a development in the heart of the mission, I think 16th, 16th and mission is really, you know, uh, you know, the main artery of, of the neighborhood. Um, and uh, to kind of put, you know, drive a stake in the heart, you know, is just would just be a complete uh, would just be totally devastating. Definitely would. Uh, why have they not reached some manner of deal? Every other, every other creatively named housing project reached the deal. The Beast on Br and this is older than those. The Beast on Bryant is built. The Baby Beast is being built. The tremendous mess on South Van Ness is being built. Uh, and others have been uh, have been entitled, even if they're not been built. Why not this one? Um, well, I think because the developer, um, you know, is. Uh, I think the developer is unwilling to uh, is unwilling to budge and hasn't really offered uh, a a package that has been suitable um, by the community standards. Um, you but know, these aren't just like Looney Tunes and uh, and uh, you know obstructionists. I mean, do they have the support of anybody? Uh, who does just, just who the developer or the developer yeah. or the the developer i don't think that they well I, you know from from what it seems like no they don't you know nobody really likes them uh i i'm not i don't really know that for a fact i don't think i've re really reported that out but um judging from uh you know the planning the planning commission's reaction um to their proposal um last uh last thursday which was, um, you know, they were going to uh, buy two fully entitled sites that have sort of interesting histories of their own, and they would uh, then sell those to, uh, or they would grant those to the city. Um, but see, the thing is, is and, that and then who would build the housing? That's unclear, and so and who I think. Would pay for that? That's also unclear. They, I don't. They. That doesn't sound like a very good deal. No, it doesn't sound like a very good deal at all. It sounds like a horrible deal, and I think that you know the. And they don't own the land, correct? And they don't. They don't. They don't. They still don't own the land. The deals have not even been made yet, and I think that if does, the, does this qualify as a deal? If you don't, if you're going to give away land you don't own, that someone else can build housing on that you don't pay for. Um, I, you know, I think you might have to look up uh, the the definition of deal, but I instinctually I would say no. I would say that that is uh, it's probably it feels you know there from from you know various conversations with folks in City Hall, they said you know that this is you know that the that the the project would be kind of a, would be fantastical and and that you, you know they don't even if. Uh, Maximus did own uh, the land, you know, of these two sites. If they offered them up, it just wouldn't pencil to, you know, the the sites would sit vacant and collect dust if um, if they were offered to the city because it takes so much funding. It takes an insane amount of funding to um, to to build affordable housing. And where does the money yeah. ever really come from? And also, I mean, there are a lot of a lot of developments now are because of construction costs. They're not penciling even if the land is free, which this ostensibly would be. Right, and it just so, takes. I mean, it's, it's yeah. kind of kind of. Um, 
kind of a, uh, an ill gift. <laughs> it is an ill gift, and it actually wasn't even uh, formally submitted. Um, you know, the uh, you know Myrna Melgar, the the uh, president of the planning commission, you know, said that you know she was uh, sh she was a bit skeptical of of the uh, of of the, uh, what was proposed, and she wanted it to be submitted and formally vetted by the mayor's office of housing and community development before you know they they really considered anything. And there was another proposal too that was that was somewhat novel. Um, oh, the the one before it was um, that forty six of their uh, of the of the units that they would dedicate to be affordable, um, they would dedicate those to formerly SRO, uh, you know, uh, residents. So low, you know, very low income people, homeless or borderline homeless people. Right, exactly. Um, and they would, uh, and then they would use the rents from that to go toward a fund that would subsidize preserving SRO units, and that would mm. count as their inclusionary, uh, their inclusionary development. And I don't and who, even and who would administer that fund. Uh, it again, you know, it, these 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 uh, all of this stuff is, you know, there was no infrastructure for that, I don't think. And it just seemed, again, like this really sort of wacky um, way to uh, to get something uh, to to get something through and to, for it to, you know, sort of count. Now, on the other side of this, you know, is the um, and, you know, I have mixed feelings, you know, about it. Um, I, I don't really, I haven't really made up my mind, but the, uh, you know, community members, you know, demand a wide coalition from the, uh, they're called the Plaza 16 Coalition, a wide coalition of, uh, of, of mission groups. I think, I mean, from what I could tell at the hearing and various rallies, it pretty much encompasses everybody. Um, mm -hmm. This is probably one of the biggest coalitions, I think, uh, activist coalitions in the neighborhood. They have consistently demanded you know, for uh, for six years, that this development be one hundred percent affordable housing, and um, you know that's. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. Um, I you know to develop a, uh, it took eighty eight million dollars to develop um, the uh, 20, 2060 Folsom project, um, and so and I think that that land was granted to uh, Meta and uh, the uh, Chinatown. Uh, uh, C, uh, CCDC for, um, you know, uh, for free. Um, so it's just, I mean, but building a 100% affordable development, you know, especially something, you know, at this size uh, is just, um, it's very, very difficult. You know, it's very hard. My, and my understanding is it would yeah. cost $300,000 to $500,000 per door. And then also the land is owned by Maximus Real Estate. Yeah, I think it's even more. Yeah. $42 million seven years ago and probably you know, is loath to part with it for less than double that. Right. It just takes it. So. It just takes a whole lot of money. So they propose. They proposed at the at the hearing. They're they're uh they're what they are proposing, and they're calling it the marvel in the mission, which mm -hmm. is you know a uh, they they uh, developed it over a nine nine months with community members to develop the design. Um, but they, but they're, and they said that they are in contact with an architect that has experience with building, you know, wide open spaces and, you know, something that won't cast shadows, uh, on the, on the nearby elementary school. And, um, so they're saying that this, this is a, a, a development by the community for the community. Um, but specifics are just not there yet. And the funding sources, you know, are, you know, definitely, definitely not locked down. Well, I hope that architect has experience building on land that isn't owned by the principals and uh, with no money on hand. Uh. Right, right. I mean, it's 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 definitely it's. I mean, it would definitely be uh, that would be an uphill. Um, that would that's an uphill endeavor. But I think um, I think it's important. You know, more than anything, I think it's important for them to offer up 
you know, an alternative and to continue fighting. Um, if there are, if the coalition is this wide in my mind, then I think that, you know, that, the, you know, this is a legitimate, uh, this is a very legitimate sort of, uh, ask. Um, and well, I mean, I yeah. think it's, it's, it's good enough to keep a bad project from happening. I don't know if it's good enough to keep, you know, something that is perfect, that, right. uh, the, the, the perfect ideal going up here. Right. 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 Uh, that's, that's, that'd be, but, you know, we'll see, you know, um, all of the other developments that we mentioned, the beast on Bryant, the baby beast, that's rent Titanic mess on South Bend S they all got built and they are all less than hundred percent affordable housing. You know, they're all deals that people walked away from feeling it was a good deal, but it was not a hundred percent affordable housing. Right. Right. Of course, those developers also were willing to negotiate, work with the planning department, work with the community. Right. And present realistic alternatives. Yeah. You know, not not hire people to show up and testify. And and that was <laughs> that was another that was another sort of you know large aspect of this meeting was that uh the uh kind of this um this faux uh community group that is almost entirely funded by uh Maximus the developer really came out in numbers and they were sort of um and they were supported by a lot of uh construction building unions and they were all speaking in favor of the project. I mean, it's kind of surreal to see some folks who say that they're from the neighborhood um you know admit to being paid and say and well it, essentially the developer didn't want to work with the neighborhood so it bought the neighborhood and created its own neighborhood and its own neighborhood group to work with yeah well i mean if you i mean it might be even a stretch to say that it bought the whole you know or bought the neighborhood but it bought a very you know a sliver of you know yes it did it bought yeah. enough people yeah and yeah. you know i mean people need to earn money and and uh <laughs> But it was interesting that their language, you know, their language about, um, you know, it was it was almost surreal listening to these young kids um, say, like, you know, talk about how it'll increase foot traffic and how, you know, the, the station needs to be cleaned up so that people coming in uh, to the to the BART station to go to Warriors games, you know, will have a pleasant experience. And, you know, I mean, it just to hear that, you know, to hear that language, which which, you know, they were reading from note cards, you know, it wasn't even their language was just it was just weird um it was um and it and i think that um that uh, you know it was it was definitely uh, apparent and noticed by by the commissioners it was i mean it's like they are treating us nicely they are feeding us three meals a day <laughs> right right <laughs> uh, it, these, these these the lack of subtlety is what's jarring it's not that this happens you know politics by plebiscite is kind of how things work in san francisco it's just this is very unsubtly uh, an attempt to uh, to uh, co-opt Right. An already questionable process. Right. So so what comes next, Julian? Um, what comes next is, I guess, um, well, they uh, Maximus has threatened uh, to take this to the ballot. Um, I don't even really know what that means, but uh, I, I would guess that it means circumventing the planning commission to get this project approved. That would be an interesting move. Uh, is that is that possible? Has that been tried before? It is possible. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, there has not been a project that has gained approval uh, without um, without uh, the well wishes of a district supervisor since uh, since the Eight Washington project, which was of course defeated at the ballot box. Okay. Uh, what, so tell me, possible. tell me, just give me like a five, like a like a five, ten, five, thirty second summary of what happened with Eight Washington after it went to the ballot. Uh, you have Mayor Ed Lee at the height of his power. You have Rose Pack at uh, the height of her power. You have. Um, the, what would have been at the time the most uh, luxuriant condos in all of San Francisco history being built on the waterfront mm -hmm. um, uh, over, frankly, um, a, a private tennis club that has big walls and is, you know, no loss to most of the community, but uh, but would have doubled the zoning in the area, would have been taller than the Embarcadero Freeway, uh, would have paid $13.5 million into the community fund. Mm. But, oh, uh, that's but, not bad. Uh, 
Yeah, that's enough to build almost 27 units. What was the controversy with 8 Washington? Uh, well, it was not wanted by the uh, by mo many in the community, including uh, then Supervisor David Chu, and it, again, was uh, ex an exclusively, uh, you know, a luxury building that was uh, would have been 130 feet or something. I think 136 feet right on the waterfront there. That's pretty tall. Across the street from Pier 1 and a half or 1. And so, and when did and that it was happen? voted down by a two to one margin? Okay, so and and, and the developers were they were they uh, dealing with interfacing with uh, with community members um, in good faith? Were they, you know, or was it was it a similar situation where um, uh, you know the developer was you know extremely aloof and uh, you know almost all always disingenuous? It, it wasn't like this. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this, is, this is something different. I see. I see. Uh, you know, I mean, if I can editorialize a little, it's it's. It's odd that the developer in this situation almost treats the mission um, like uh, like a conquering army would. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, I mean, they're certainly dividing, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 really it hasn't worked out yet. So either there's part of a grand master strategy or or the ultimate lack of one. <laughs> So I guess that's what's next. Um, you know, uh, the Melgar, uh, the President Melgar of the Commission said that you know she wants uh, she wants something to be submitted. So I guess you know we'll either wait for this ballot measure, this you know this ballot measure, whatever this you know will look like to you know to come, or uh, or we'll wait for Maximus's next proposal to be vetted by uh, you know the Mayor's Office of Housing. Or we're all getting sued. Or we're all getting sued. Who knows? Right. I mean, that's that's what you know. Til Robert Tillman uh, sued sued the city and did not win. But um, you know, they uh, it seemed that the um, that uh, the city. Um, well, I, I'm not entirely sure. I I don't know how to exactly phrase that. But I, it it seemed I like think, the city I think, capitulated. I think, this, I think the city drew, you know stood down on that one. Because, right. Uh, because. Um, uh, Tillman or any successor on the site. Um, uh, has the ability to uh, refile the suit uh, if uh, if he feels he's being tampered with. Right. That's uh, that's what uh, with prejudice means. <laughs> right. 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 So uh, so yeah, I don't think that that was a shining moment for the city. And well, hopefully, um, I, this this is a much uh, larger project. The community opposition towards uh, the 16th admission project is much more vast, um, much more deep um, than it was for Tillman, and that was you know a very sort of uh, passionate fight uh, by um, Kai Ventiquatro to uh, you know to, to defeat Tillman, um, and so we'll uh, we'll see we'll see where things lie. Um, in other news, uh, I think we're you know we're kind of on a development track here. Um, uh, what is, what's going on with Gavin Newsom? Uh, what is what is he what is he talking about? You know, we're I, we're abandoning would, high speed rail. We're not abandoning high speed rail. It's going to be in the central. I would. I would chalk this up as the first real failure of Gavin Newsom's administration, uh, you know, which is, you know, just yeah, since January, it's only, it's only February. Uh -huh. But uh, you can't blame Gavin Newsom for the failure of high-speed rail in California. You can blame him for such muddled to the point of dishonest messaging, trying to be all things to all people, and triggering a predictable Twitter war with uh, the president, <laughs> um, giving giving right wing jerks uh, a talking point against uh, high speed rail, which frankly is you know uh, in concept an unmitigated good. Right. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't want to have an efficient rail system? This this country was built on an efficient rail system. But you they're know, expensive. Uh, but they're they're expensive, and and there's a lot of you know there are a lot of legal minds. They're expensive. Yeah. Baseline. But the pro the proposal that that uh, that California was putting forward was was insane 
there were a number of engineering challenges. I mean, like just, you know, I mean, you've driven down to Los Angeles. I'm sure that, that all of our listeners have at some point in time probably driven to Los Angeles. Right. There are mountains there, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, right. there's, yeah. there's real engineering challenges. And if you look, it's not a straight line. Um, it would have gone through a number of, of switchbacks and zigzags. Other countries have managed to do this, but but think about that for a second here. In China, you really can't compare anything we do to China because if uh, you know if workers are killed or if they you know use substandard material, it's a big scandal. <laughs> or if they build right through someone's farm or even a whole town or even a whole province, it's not a big deal, right? You know, crunch all you want, we'll make more. And uh, so, amazingly, in France, it's kind of similar. In France, they have very strong uh, central government. Um, you know, kind of um, w whatever you would call eminent domain in French, they've got it. And right, um, right. unlike unlike California, where if you look at the track for where the um, high speed rail was going to go and it looks kind of like a Richter scale reading in France, TGV lines are notably straight. And if it goes through your farm, you know, that's just tough. Right. Oh, man. And so uh, you can you have a lot more ability to do that. The United States is a very litigious country, and there right. were a number of legal barriers that had to be right. uh, surpassed with people owning land in Fresno that would have sued over every quarter mile. It was going to be a challenge. There were also, you know, a whole bunch of uh, requirements on the funding going back to its inception that it had to be, you know, revenue neutral kind of thing and that, you know, that it had to meet burdens that it clearly wasn't going to meet. Right. So uh, so this was going to be a problem. Uh, the way that Gavin rolled out his announcement was so confusing. It was so confusing, and it was and it was yeah. confusing to the point of intentional obtuseness. It, you know, Gavin Newsom, yeah. if nothing else, is an is an effective communicator. He's written a couple of books. He makes speeches. You know, he 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 can. He is capable of explaining what he wants to do, and uh, basically, you know, reading between the lines. But it was well. What did what did he what did he say first of all? What what exactly did he say? He said that. He said that the project was was not was not feasible, was too expensive, and there and that he hopes that there's a path to it someday. Uh -huh. But then then you know all all of the uh, the Monday morning commenters, notably Senator Scott Weiner, bless him, mm -hmm. is uh, is trying to say you know he he really is like the Kevin Bacon character in Animal House, you know, saying you know stay calm, all is well mm -hmm. while there's a riot going on. Right. right. Um, it's very clear that we're going to come you know continue building the the money the the the, the portion between. Um, Bakersfield and Merced that is already underway uh -huh. and, um, and that is already, you know, has money in, in the bank for it, right? Well, what's the uh, point of that? What, what would be the point of, of going between Bakersfield and Merced? I, who, who would... Uh... Uh, I mean, Christ. I, I mean, it's, it, it's a terrible idea. I mean, basically the whole idea is let's build through two of the most underserved areas and, and you know, I mean, people there do deserve transit alternatives, but like Blasting from Bakersfield to Merced at 220 miles an hour strikes me as like an interesting. Uh, I mean, and what's worse is like in, in a terrible self-owned uh, congressman, Kevin McCarthy, said the train to nowhere has been stopped. It's like Kevin McCarthy, you represent Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, I mean, I, I suppose you could make some kind of high-speed meth delivery joke, but it would be in poor taste. Fresno is included <laughs> on that line. Fresno's a big place. There are seven million people living that area. I mean, could this you know, could this technically, um, you know, boost development in those in those three areas with just you know faster between, between Bakersfield and Merced? I mean, conceivably, maybe not not having not having the Silicon Valley involved uh -huh. is a problem, right? You know, eventually not getting Los Angeles is a problem, right? You know, um, right. I, I suppose we could be proven wrong and good things could come of it and like this could work so well that like, you know, you could turn things around. But 
the notion of a fast train between Bakersfield and Merced seems like some kind of cruel joke. It, Especially it, when it, you see what the scope of the project was supposed to be at the beginning. I mean, it's cruel because it's it's also expensive. Do you know how much uh, is it was uh, exactly spent on would would in the end be spent on on that uh, on on that bit of uh, on that bit of uh, rail? Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars, right? That. Yeah, but that's I mean, that is cruel. Um, I mean. I mean, billions of everything costs billions of dollars now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and shame on Gavin for getting into a, a very petty Twitter war with the president, which is like getting down in the gutter with a pig. You know, I mean, like, it's, right. it's the worst thing he could have done. He used the term fake news, which is, you know, which is cringeworthy um, right. because it's not fake news. Yeah. Uh, the news is nuanced, you know, um, and 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 by being so obtuse about it, by communicating so f- remarkably poorly. Uh, he handed all of the right-wing Republicans a huge victory, in which you know, uh, akin to the 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 proud ignorance displayed, you know, every time they say it's snowing in Minnesota, how can there be global warming? And now they can talk about how badly California bungled its high-speed rail efforts, and so obviously attempts to change the car-centric, uh, you know, transportation system we've got in America are misbegotten and poor because California handled it so badly. Um, so and, so. And, Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, this is, you know, I, I do wonder, though, I mean, what does it mean for San Francisco? What does it mean for this, you know, all this massive... For us, it's bad. It's very bad. Well, I mean, but we've this... we've got a big, a big trans-bay right. terminal that was supposed to be the grand central station of the West, which was Gavin Newsom's own words when it was dedicated in 2010. Now, now, was this, uh, I, was this his idea, though, to build this, to build this thing? I don't think that we can say this is Gavin Newsom's idea. He was certainly an enthusiastic participant, but, you know, that, that whole project has gone about as well as high-speed rail. Well, and, and that's kind of interesting. I mean, it, it, it is a bit of a, I mean, it is a, it is an interesting twist that, you know, we're seeing that, you know, Gavin Newsom, you know, really uh, sort of celebrated this, uh, you know, this project. He leaves, goes to Sacramento and then, you know, cancels, uh, you know, the sort of uh, uh, the thing that would give it, you know, any sort of legitimacy. Right. Yes. I mean, I believe that would be called political expediency. Um, I, <laughs> look, if you, if you can say spending billions of dollars on a Transbay terminal uh-huh. That uh, that is now the world's most expensive bus stop, uh, and has a big empty train uh, enclosure underneath it, and uh, we are arguing about whether to spend billions to put Caltrain or some other you know regional service into it, but then also because we don't know what high-speed rail will ever look like if it ever exists, making it compatible is incredibly difficult. Right. Uh, and of course, to boot the Transbay Transit Center is crumbling after only six weeks and is has been closed and is kind of um, basically being held together with the mega version of uh, the cinder blocks you'd use to make a bookshelf in college. This right. is this is like something I'd expect to hear happening in, in a semi-developed country. Uh, right. I wouldn't expect it in, in the richest city, in the richest state. Well, we can screw up too. Yeah. Well, no, I think that, that you screw up in a different sort of way when you've got so much money and such a lack of accountability. Um, and also, you know, you've got political windows here. Who, who do I blame for all the mistakes in the Transbay Transit Center? Who do I, who do I blame? Those people, are they, are they still in power? Uh, many of them are gone, but also, like, we gave them a promotion, the ones that are still around. Right. So, so I mean, uh, you know, to, to borrow a phrase from my uh, friend Benjamin Wax, uh, you're not going to get any fixes because these are the fixes. Ugh, that's, uh, that's kind of depressing. It is depressing. And you don't even have kids. all right well hey you know hey joe thanks for thanks for joining us uh stay dry i'll i'll see you i'll see you soon um we are we are nearing the end of our show but um i uh i appreciate you calling in um hope you guys learned something um this is listen local and we will see you uh well two weeks from uh two weeks from now
Take it easy. Two weeks from now. You there? Said I'd be gone by five. But it's sunrise and I'm still in your bed. Good night usually means goodbye. Me replaying memories in my head. Look at you, look at you, look what you made me do. How do you, how do you figure my every move? Who are you, who are you? You look so familiar. I know you, I know you, baby, I know the truth. We got way too much in common. If I'm being honest with you, we got way too much in common. Since I'm being honest. With you, who wants to love somebody like me? You want to love somebody like me? If you can love somebody like me, you must be Mr. Hunter. Who wants to love somebody like me? You want to love somebody like me? If you can love somebody like me, you must be Mr. Hunter. We used to talk till midnight. All those days that you stayed at my house. We were just passing the time. We were young and we ain't had no vows. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Maybe later on I'll text you and maybe you'll reply. We both know we had no patience together day and night. 